This is HPR episode 2162 entitled Review slash Criticism on Kips Git. Just say no. It is hosted by Clacky and is about 21 minutes long. The summary is in which I take an IRC rant to audio and look at what's really wrong with Git. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. I'm Klacke and this is an ambient recording on my way to work. I haven't recorded a podcast in over one year now and I'm trying to reprioritize, do less surfing while walking and do more talking while walking. Uh, I've been hanging out on uh, Ogcast Planet on Freenode lately and that's been a great inspiration. I just made a rant this morning there about something someone else posted and I figured hey if I'm gonna write all this stuff on IRC I better record an episode instead so here we go uh, someone posted a link to Richard Hip uh, git just say no Richard Hip is the creator of fossil which is another version control system and uh, while he was careful not to mention Fossil because he wanted to focus on Git, I'm probably going to mention it a bit because several of his criticisms against Git are, of course, based on his own experience with version control, um, which is based on his own version control system. So he made a top list of uh, 10 enhancements that Git needs to do. in order to uh, become more useful to users. So I'm just gonna ramp these off pretty quickly and uh, then I will uh, go into sub-modules and sub-trees at the end which was something that we also talked about on IRC this morning. And uh, so let's just get started. Number one show descendants of a check-in so he was going into how to make it more useful you could create a relational database on the side of git not replace the git model but create some auxiliary data that you can do lookups in and uh, that would allow you to for example see all commits made between certain dates or see all descendants of a particular commit so he wanted to see okay I made this commit which introduced this feature and then what has what have people done with the code since then so this happened and then what correction have people made or 
what branches have they forked off this particular commit and uh, he was showing an example that hey if I have this uh, SQL model I can actually find out what's the first ever commit to the git git repository itself and it takes only three milliseconds and if I do it using git it will take a whole second and I'm thinking so what's the problem <laughs> if you can take what is probably the oldest git project git itself uh, it's possible that the Linux kernel got into git earlier I would have to check that but certainly one of the two oldest git projects is git itself it's over 10 years old it has definitely seen a lot of activity and even though the model is that you only know the latest commits directly and they have to trace their parentage all the way back to find the first commit it still takes just a second to do that I don't think that's a big problem in usability and he was talking about oh, finding commits around a certain date I do that all the time I do git log uh, pretty format one line and then I put that into less and I just grab for whatever date I'm looking for so I, I don't think that's a valid criticism and number two simplified mental model yes um, the uh, the data format is quite simple but the way it transfers into version control and the way the commands have been designed uh, around the version control is definitely not optimal so I would like to uh, branch into a discussion of the gitless project here but I haven't looked at it so that'll have to be another episode there's lots of fodder for further episodes here but I think it's pretty uncontroversial to say that git's commands are inconsistent there are many steps from work tree to published branch uh, there's the git index which almost no other uh, version control system has and I'm saying that as a negative thing uh, even though Linus probably thinks it's a good thing and I actually use it but I can understand how it makes things complicated when you're trying to get the hang of this and uh, so you have your work tree you have your git index you have your local branch you have your local uh, replica of the upstream branch and then you have the actual upstream branch in a repo on another server so point two definitely valid criticism but um, he's not unique in making that criticism and you could fix this uh, without giving up git so I don't think it fits into the git just say no uh, sort of shelf uh, number three number three remember branch history he says this is a big feature that people complain about a lot I have never felt the need to know branch history if it's code it's code and it's in there if you do 
uh, merges and you name your branches you can see in the merge commit which branch it came from uh, I've been working a lot in bazaar before and uh, it has branch naming and you can see which branch commits came from but I never felt that this was super valuable information so I guess number three for some people but I haven't seen it as a big issue number four is multiple checkouts from the same repo I haven't checked when his presentation is from but I use git work tree at work and it works great the only problem I have with git work tree people have been calling it a hack but uh, I think it came in over two years ago and now it's definitely not a hack it's it's rock solid I use it and the only problem I have is we have build scripts that depend on the git uh, on disk structure to handle dependencies and stuff like that and they screw up when they see my unorthodox git setup but I would say that's a problem with our build scripts and not with git work tree uh, as a feature and I'll get back to dependencies on on disk formats at the end sliced checkouts and clones so here he's talking about how in subversion you can have the whole world in a subversion repo and you can choose to just observe part of the world I want to check out this subdirectory and I want to work on that and do commits and that's trivial to do in subversion um, git has this feature now I haven't tried to use it but I know it's in there I don't know if you can make it fetch just parts of trees or if you still have to fetch complete commits but it should be doable uh, if enough people want it it's going to be fixed uh, so once again I don't know when this video was made um, six check out and commit against the remote repo yeah sure um, like I said before, I've been working in Bazaar and it got this feature after being out there for a couple of years that you could make a dependent checkout that didn't have a local repo. Um, I guess that would simplify things for people, but um, I think for me, I've never felt that, oh, I, I wish I could add latency to every command if you do a shallow clone then uh, you just download the latest commit and uh, then when you're working on that commit you're looking around the tree everything is local you can commit to it you can push it uh, I, I don't think being able to do it without even having one commit downloaded would add a lot of value apart from maybe the the thing we mentioned in point one that sorry uh, point two that there's a lot of steps from a remote branch to the local tree and this would remove even one more step uh, in the cases where you know that you're absolutely not going to go offline you're on the local network with the server and so on but I don't feel like it's a super big issue not worth uh, 
saying that this is a enhancement that goes into git or otherwise you need to stay away from git and i have to admit i was listening to this last night i was lying down in bed put on the headphones turned on the youtube video so from this point on i actually didn't pay attention uh so i'm just going to do the points real quick seven a busy box version of git um i'm guessing Git has a sprawling architecture with binaries all over the place. Maybe he wants it all to go into one binary. And I'm guessing that's what Fossil does. There's probably just one Fossil command. And this makes for really easy deployment and so on. But I don't know. Git is made out of Unix philosophy whole cloth. Uh, there's parts of git written in c there's parts of git written in perl and it all just fits together through the shell model and pipelines and all that i think it works pretty well eight all comms via http https well git does have http and https and it's a good place to to have interoperability with with everything but I think uh, having an SSH interface just like subversion did before or still does but I don't use it um, being able to just SSH in run the git command there that's a pretty good model and it's something that many commands would actually benefit from having available so it does have the HTTP interface that works but I don't see why it should have only that the other way works really well too and you still want to be able to handle local repositories so you still have all that uh, cloning and fetching between local repositories functionality available in Git, and then adding the SSH interface to be able to do that remotely, that's that's not really a biggie. Nine, git all command. I'm just gonna skip that, I don't know what that's about. Ten, git serve command. Um, I understand that Fossil has a built-in HTTP server, and it's probably awesome. Uh, git has git serve, and it sucks. So... There, there's a lot of uh, caveats there and do's and don'ts and I would just say yeah okay don't use git serve because it sucks use gogs gogs is easy to deploy and it has all kinds of neat features so uh, that's my quick review of this uh, git just say no video uh, if anyone else has seen the whole video and has more comments, I would be happy to hear them. And then finally, in IRC, we were talking about Git submodules and Git subtrees. We use Git submodules at work for internal dependencies. I have this Git repo, Git repo here, and it depends on code that is in this that Git Git repo over there. And 
it works and uh, basically if you want to have data in one place refer to data in another place there's basically two ways you can do it you can do it by reference or you can do it by value git submodules does it by reference there's a magic blob of type submodule that says uh, this here is a reference to another git repo with this commit if you do it by value that's git subtree uh, it doesn't have any particular manifestation in the local repo it's just a directory that you handle normally you do commits to it and so on but then the subtree tool allows you to treat that subdirectory as a sort of repo that you can clone into an actual repo and you can do work in the subtree clone and then you can merge that back into the big repo if you want to um, so both ways probably work and I can see situations where people will use them but I think in probably all situations it's better to not rely on your version control system for managing dependencies at all do proper packaging do binary deliveries with versioning have some kind of dependency manager pull things in put them in some uh, known place and have your build script uh, fetch things from there source code integration is a really bad idea I've uh, been using uh, in my previous work ClearCase and if, if uh, people say that Git is not really a versioning system it's a timeline and objects and trees storage system with the versioning system built on top and ClearCase is a file version storage with uh, commits bolted on top and there's basically no one in a company that uses ClearCase that understands what it really does um, when I started working at this place I found a great guide to ClearCase for I think it was for CVS users and it explained what actually happens under the hood in ClearCase and people uh, who were doing work daily in ClearCase they were using these uh, ready-made commands and frameworks and stuff that had been produced locally in that company and they had no idea what was going on under the hood I, w I asked people around so why does it do this or why does it do that and it quickly became, became clear that I was the only one in the department that had even tried to figure out what ClearCase actually does so whenever I run into an issue with git like wow uh, the git repo is pretty well compressed but I had to check it out to access these files what if I could do a virtual file system on top of git okay no now I'm trying to do clear case in git again don't go there and with git sub modules you're doing something that is pretty common in clear case uh, or at least that's that's what we did in the place I was working that you have your thing that you're working on and then you have dependencies on other things and then you have 
in clear case you have filters so it's like show me according to some expression a version of this directory and they have clear case includes checked into clear case so you're checking out one part of clear case and it has defines of what other parts of clear case should look like if you're coming from this directory and you have a specific version there's magical um, environment variables that tell the system where you're coming from and you're actually working in a virtual file system you could do this with git and you would be wrong in doing so so if you run into problems like oh i have to check out this big thing and i actually don't need it it's all source code that is used by some other part of my repository maybe you should just have a small repository and make the other thing compile and have some binary blob put somewhere outside the versioning system that your build system can take care of uh, putting in there don't put too much into one repo i know there's people who really like the one big repo thing and i get where they're coming from too and i'm not going to say that google doesn't know what they're doing but you really need to have good ways of working and good ways of handling these huge repositories if you're going to have one big repo and i think drawing boundaries between different products within your company or within whatever team you're working in can be a good way to enforce discipline and actually know what you're doing the one drawback with dependency management and and versioning of binary deliverables is it becomes difficult to do non-backward compatible changes but then i'd say okay then stop doing non-backward compatible changes i know sometimes you have to do them but in many cases there are good ways to stay away from them uh, so that's all i have to say about git from this time and i hope i'll be recording again soon You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.